Hello, and welcome to In the Limelight, Vanity Fair's entertainment and pop culture podcast. I'm Josh Duboff, Vanity Fair senior writer, and I'm here with Julie Miller, Vanity Fair senior Hollywood writer. On In the Limelight, we analyze the ins and outs of pop culture, entertainment, and celebrity from the past week, from the Kardashians to Kate Middleton and everything in between. So we had a whole lot to discuss uh, even before yesterday's major news, our personal Super Bowl that uh, Kylie Jenner revealed that she's had her baby. But we also are going to talk about uh, Justin Timberlake's halftime show and uh, Meghan Markle's suit that she wore last week, not to be confused with Suits, the show she once starred on. Right. But we're also going to discuss JT's Suits during this halftime show and Katherine Heigl being cast on Suits. So this is really a Suits spectacular. This is going to test the limits of how many times you can hear someone say the word suit before, I don't know, throwing your, your radio out of the shower. Let's talk about the Super Bowl. So, Josh, where were you watching this? Because I know you flew to San Francisco last weekend. Yes. So I was on a flight back during the Super Bowl, which was not wise planning. But for a non-football fan, that kind of seems like incredible planning. Well, it ended up actually being fine, uh, depending on, you know, how you feel about these things, fine, because you could watch live television on the flight. So I actually ended up getting to watch most of the game. I was surprised, actually. I thought maybe it would be the sort of thing. It was a JetBlue flight, so you know you could see what everyone's watching. Were people into it? I would say only maybe 10% of the TVs returned to the Super Bowl. I saw someone watching some Friends reruns. I saw, you know, people were watching all kinds of fair. It was almost <laughs> not, the, not the main event. And that said, there was a very intense Eagles fan in the seat in front of me. So anytime the Eagles did something good, she would kind of shriek which i thought was a little weird in a flight especially because she had her headphones on you know that's jarring that would be very jarring well there's two things i was mostly interested in one was to see if the goop psychic was going to be correct <laughs> she and was she was so if anyone's ever doubted gwyneth paltrow you really have no grounds upon which to stand now also I kind of now want to go back. Maybe I should try to interview the psychic. I feel like I should ask the psychic for all sorts of other predictions. Like, you know, right. what, will the, what will the name of Kate's daughter be or son? You know, what will... I, w- I just want to kind of get the read from the goop psychic. I was sad with the outcome, though. Who are you rooting for? Because my family's huge Patriots fans, so we were all very upset. I mean, I was rooting for, like, Giselle's wine supply. <laughs> to never run out so my two i think the two things we should talk about are giselle's red wine and bradley cooper's effusive sideline action what what did you make of his kind of intensity he was into the eagles in silver linings playbook right he was a crazed fan Mm -hmm. so that was he didn't have to act too much (laughs) didn't have to act too much so that was like the extent of my thought process about bradley cooper was i wonder if he made david o russell make his character a an eagles fan what did you think it was intense i don't know he was up in the owner's box like standing the whole time like very intense i was about to say i can't imagine having that much visceral emotion and energy about anything but then i sort of feel if someone had had a video camera on you or me when the Merrill big little lies news got announced it might have been a similar ecstatic <laughs> right sort of emotional physical breakdown reaction in so, those Merrill street jerseys we custom made for ourselves exactly so i feel as though maybe this is just his was arena shayek there no i, I didn't see her oh. up there i love even she was like pass 
I would have loved to have seen J-Law there. I guess, are they still buddies? I, I saw someone on um, Twitter. She was also flying and led everybody in a Fly Eagles Fly chant. So is she an Eagles fan because of also Silver Linings Playbook and just being on that set? Because she's not from Philly. True. I mean, unclear. I feel like there's a lot of bad blood towards the Patriots, which I know must be a tough subject for you being from Boston. Was your whole family? I'm sure your your whole family. Lots of conversations with my therapist about this. (laughs) Um, No, no, not actually. Uh, Yeah, my whole family's from Boston. But yeah, you definitely get a lot of, you know, Tom Brady and the Patriots aren't necessarily beloved by all. Let's put it that way. I also feel, don't you think... It was funny. I don't know if, what, if you read this, like uh, maybe it was people.com in the J-Law when she, J-Law took over this loudspeaker to say something about the Eagles. And the article said like it got minimal reaction <laughs> and people like, got a few claps and people were mostly just confused. And it made it seem as though she was renegade. Like she just went to go pick up the plain mic, you know, like it wasn't a sanctioned thing. <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of intriguing to me to imagine her just running up like bridesmaid style to take the mic. I love football. Well, no, I don't love football. Wow, take that out. <laughs> that is a sentence you did not expect to hear. No, no, no. I love the Steelers. I'm from Pittsburgh. Love oh, the Steelers. Right, but right, I was right. trying to figure out a way to explain to Ryan what watching a football game is like for me. And I think the proper analogy would be it would be the like me making him watch Big Little Lies, but every like 30 seconds, Laura Dern throws a flag down and there has to be like a timeout to discuss the scene that just happened. And they're like commercial breaks. So it's like prolonging something you never wanted to watch. That's hysterical. I think that's exactly right. <laughs> and I kind of want to see that now. The, right. Like, like the referee who judges, you know, too far Reese with that insult or something. Right, then we have to wait for the ref to determine it, right. With the, what did we think of the halftime show? I, You know what, I was sitting next to, I went over to a friend's house and I was sitting next to like Justin Timberlake's biggest fan in the world. So I really tried to experience it through her eyes, but even she was saying that the wardrobe was a bad choice. What about you? What did you think? The wardrobe was awful. I thought he looked so strange to the extent that it detracted from the whole, the whole thing felt very um lackadaisical to me. It didn't seem as though he was putting in like his, I mean, I sort of usually think of him as someone who puts in a hundred percent effort, high octane, right? That's what he used to be like. I feel like this was a little sleepy or something. It was a little low energy, especially yeah. compared to like Beyonce, who's doing insane yeah. choreography in like 16 inch heels and Lady Gaga, Gaga who's leaping yeah. from the stage. I love that her finale was jumping from the stage and catching a football midair and JT's was doing a selfie in the audience. Doing a selfie. Yeah, that's exactly the perfect metaphor for... And I saw someone on Twitter say, you know, we expect so much of our female pop stars that if a woman had done the exact same performance Justin Timberlake did last night, she would have been vilified for it. Good call. Uh, And I think that's totally on point. Like, I didn't really feel like he was... It was that inspired. I thought maybe he could have used a guest or something. I, I was sort of waiting for someone to come out at some point. We never got that. Right. We never had like a Bruno Mars style no, dance off like right, Beyonce had. Right. We didn't have anything like that. I thought the when he sang Crimea River, I was kind of hoping Britney was going to make a little appearance. Oh my gosh. Showstopper. Then that half hologram of Prince. Well, and that was strange too when I went back and read that 
I guess he sort of said some vaguely negative things about Prince in the past. Like, I don't know. The whole thing seems a little strange to me to bring Prince out in that way. My favorite tweet was, this is what it sounds like when doves say meh. <laughs> that is true. I mean, it was meh. Meh is exactly what it was. Also, he just didn't look... I don't even know how you describe it. I feel like it was Brooklyn, you know, someone that you'd see at like a Brooklyn farmer's market selling you coins or something. It yeah. just didn't look right. <laughs> right. Someone I would avoid at all costs. Yeah. Yes, exactly. I don't understand how that was the outfit. I guess I saw Stella McCartney designed it. So I was astonished that. anyone claimed credit for it. <laughs> Wait, I see you put here. I did notice that someone put, pointed out, I think, I don't know if he Instagrammed it or what, that he had these special sneakers that apparently were a big deal. Right. Ryan gave him, my husband gave him a few bonus points because he's a big sneaker, sneaker. collector and he has these no. same special edition Nike Jordans. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't feel a lot. I sort of felt as though people weren't even really talking about it much today. It sort of was one of those halftime shows. Usually I feel like there's at least one buzzy moment or meme. I guess people were talking about the kid who tried to take the selfie with him. I mean... But if that's the best we can do for a meme, that's not great. It's really not great. I like the one that was, this is who created Justin Timberlake's outfit. And it was a picture of Bob Ross, like, painting a landscape. That was pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Wait, did you see what Tom Brady was wearing when he came out to the field at the beginning? And kind no. of had that Terminator look? He had, it was, it's this very interesting kind of futuristic jacket. Oh, Kevin Hart, I hear him trying to get onto the stage at the end, I thought was amusing. I know. I guess he was very drunk and the bodyguard was this like eight foot tall bodyguard was trying to keep him away. And Kevin Hart is much shorter. Oh, I spoke to Tiffany Haddish last week who was at the game and she said she was going to use it to try to pick up a single loyal man without kids. She was hoping for an athlete. So Tiffany, wherever you are. <laughs> Did she want one of the players in the game or was she just looking for anyone? She wanted a player, ideally an athlete. I like that for her. I know. She said she was going to manifest it. She was really going to make it happen. Was she as fun of an interview as I imagined she would be? She was a delight. She could have had a conversation with a wall. She said that she is going to find Meryl Streep at the Oscars and pitch her on being in Girls Trip 2. She wants her to star as her mom, I guess, in the first in the first movie. Wait. In the first movie, oh. her character says she was adopted. So ah. she she wants all the girls to fly to Africa where there's this big buildup about finally meeting her character's mom and they meet Meryl and Tiffany said she wants Meryl to be even more turnt than she is. And like Meryl takes them all out to the clubs and is like <laughs> picking out men for each of the girls. So it's- You know what? I feel like Meryl's a little bit in the stage of her career with Big Little Lies. She might just say yes. I feel like Meryl just signs on to these fun projects now and- Maybe she'll be into it. She's entered the Robert De Niro why not phase of her career. Yeah, exactly. This sounds like a blast. You get to hang out with Tiffany on set for a few weeks. and Right. She said her pitch is going to be, Meryl, you have played all of these incredible roles, every emotion on the range. The one thing you have not played yet is Hood. We're going to get you there. She sounds amazing. She should be like the publicist for the film or something. I have to say this might be controversial. I was kind of hoping for more from her Groupon commercial. I know the Groupon, because if you saw the video of her talking about taking Jada Pinkett Smith. Incredible. One of the Will best Smith, videos. 
Right. It was, she told me on the phone though, she, that she actually pitched Groupon on a few ideas because she's been a, a Groupon fan for like six years. So when she had that first call, she had a list of ideas, one of which was that she would just take big celebrities on different Groupons. Like she wants to do like a restaurant tasting. She wanted to take Will Ferrell on like a trip to Scotland. She wanted to do a safari, which that sounds incredible. I, I was thinking everyone needs to read Julie interview with her because I was thinking about it when I watched it and thinking to myself she should have come up with her idea they should have let her use her idea for the commercial instead of whatever this one was that they decided to give her I know that she was just kind of walking down the street talking about small businesses but you know what I just glad she got to the Super Bowl with that being said let's get to our real Super Bowl though Kylie Jenner's baby so Josh where were you when this news broke I was about to get on my flight. I had a lot going on surrounding my flight. The Super Bowl, Kylie Jenner's baby right before I boarded. I saw her Instagram in which she posted her kind of long message explaining why she has been so private about the pregnancy. And she also linked to a video. And I definitely had a momentary thought of, do I have time to watch this video? It was you know, literally in line waiting. I think my group was about to be called. And so I think I started to watch it and then saw it was 11 minutes long. And so I had to wait an entire flight to watch it. Oh, how devastating. That should be like a, its own little disaster movie no one, that you no had to watch. ever had that much patience. I think it's like a, I should give a TED talk about how I was able to withstand the whole flight not being able to watch her 11 minute video. What torture. You could watch JT's Super Bowl halftime show, but not her video. Devastating. How was the news conveyed to you? Actually, through my mom, who it should be noted is not a Kylie Jenner fan. And her reaction was that she first read her post and actually thought that the post on Instagram was very tasteful. If you haven't read it, um, Kylie finally posted saying, I'm sorry for keeping you in the dark through all the assumptions, wrote Jenner, who hadn't confirmed her pregnancy. I understand you're used to me bringing you all along on my journeys. My pregnancy was one I chose not to do in front of the world. She talked about how she needed to prepare for the next stage of her life in the most positive, stress-free, and healthy way she knew how. Which, Josh, maybe we should take this approach (laughs) to more areas of our life, just like shutting off social media. Um, But So she thought this was so out of character and tasteful, and then she realized there was like a 10-minute documentary to go along with it. I think it was a funny juxtaposition of the post, which I agree with your mom. I I read the post and sort of was thinking to myself, you know, know, good for you. I sort of felt like she handled it in a kind of thoughtful way. Then I see the next post link in bio to some video that's put together on YouTube. And I was like, okay, the Kardashians are still doing the Kardashian thing. But I actually, I will caveat that with once I got back to New York got my computer put on a special outfit suit and tie to watch the video i felt like it was actually pretty well done i sort of felt for all things considered an 11 minute video about kylie jenner's pregnancy journey it sort of held for me a lot of i don't know i think maybe because we hadn't seen her at any stage along the way i didn't really feel like i knew anything about her relationship with travis scott I think there were some interesting little details and things you kind of picked up on about her life. I was into it. And who is Travis Scott? He's a rapper. He's a rapper. I sort of first became aware of him because 
I think he briefly dated Rihanna. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I don't know. The, the documentary was filmed also so hipsterly is the only way I can think of. You know, it was sort of grainy and sort of these odd angles and things. And I felt as though it sort of maintained... It wasn't at all like keeping up with the Kardashians. It maintained a sort of Kylie-ness, which I appreciated. Right. It was a lot of, if you haven't seen it, um, her friends talking at her bridal shower, which was probably the largest production value I've ever seen in a bridal shower ever. These friends of Kylie's were wearing these silk robes there was a wall of roses robes it made me want a robe right but a lot of her friends kind of really framed the narrative that even though kylie's only 20 like she's always wanted this baby and this was i thought that must have been a little chris jenner guided she's not even 21 yet i know so a few points i think during the documentary i like how we keep calling it a documentary it basically, for all intents and purposes, you know, who knows, maybe like Chris Jenner will figure out a way to get an Oscar nomination added in or something. But I think she kept saying things like, oh, I've been waiting my whole life or, you know, and I kept thinking she's only 20, though, you know, there was still time. But, you know, I guess she, But then I also thought, you know, at 16, she had probably lived more life than most of us will ever lead her life sort of on turbo drive. Every, like, small moment where I was like, oh, I kind of relate to that, like, her in the drive through line at the in and out it would be followed by, like, her and Travis getting in their Lamborghini after deplaning from their private jet and speeding off. Or when they pan to all the shoes in the baby's shoe collection, which was the most extensive shoe collection. I mean, for, like, an adult would be insane. What did you think of sort of the way in which the other family members were incorporated. Like you saw Chloe and her put their baby bumps together. And then Kim introduced Chicago for the first time in the video. There was a lot of Kim in there. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting little backdoor pilot to, or whatever you want to call it to, you know, you weren't even expecting to see Chicago and there comes shy out for some fun, her big debut. I just went back to picturing you in your Meryl Streep jersey. On the flight, <laughs> trying to watch this. There was a lot happening. But there wasn't any Caitlyn Jenner. Yes, I thought that was kind of surprising and sad. I guess maybe they just really aren't. I knew Caitlyn wasn't on good terms with Chris, obviously, after her book and the Kardashian kids. But everything I had read made it seem like she still was kind of around for Kendall and Kylie. I was also kind of interested that Kendall was FaceTimed into the delivery room. I couldn't even tell who that was. I was so confused. Okay. It looked like Chris and Chloe were the only ones there. But Travis was very involved, it seemed like. He, he was, was in the very involved. His whole family was around for a lot of things. And it looked like the family was all looking at the sonogram at one point. Right. Was Courtney in the film at all? No. And I thought that was kind of interesting, too. Did Courtney just decide not to sign the waiver? You know, what happened there? Right. And also, we don't know the daughter's name yet, although I saw a rumor that it could be Butterfly. Yeah, I don't know. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I don't I don't think it's a great name. Wait, but also it was it was there was another layer to that. Some people thought Butterfly, but some people thought it was the Spanish word for Butterfly. Mariposa. Oh, that that's pretty 
prettier to me than butterfly. Mary Posa, and that the nick this gets really complex. The nickname would be Posey, which is the name of one of her lip kit lines. Oh my gosh. But do you really want your daughter to have the same name as one of your lip kit lines? I guess for them that's not that crazy. I would like to say that I called this several weeks back. I said there's gonna be some yeah. sort of product tie-in. You did. You actually completely called that. You're like the new you're giving the goof psychic a run for her money. Right. And the clues for the butterfly were I guess she has butterflies up in the baby's nursery. She has a necklace with butterflies and she and Travis got matching butterfly tattoos, which the fact that I just rattled those off in 20 seconds is so... In such such confidence and so seamlessly. It's a real low point. (laughs) I thought it was a little bit of a letdown that you watch an 11 minute video and at the end you don't even get, not only do you not get the name, you don't really get a you don't get to see the baby, really. It was a little bit of a jip. <laughs> yeah. You did get the detailed weight of the baby. Gosh, we really need the goop psychic in here because I feel like she could tell us so much. We should just close off every episode with like a minute with her. I'm gonna, I am gonna. I feel like we have a good shot of making that actually happen. Meanwhile, Julie and I will be recording next week's episode in robes with In-N-Out Burgers as an homage to Kylie. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Let's move on. Um, Let's discuss Meghan Markle made a very interesting wardrobe choice last week wearing a suit to the Endeavor Fund Awards in London. Has Kate Middleton ever been pictured in a suit? Not. I cannot remember her. Yeah, maybe like a pantsuit type thing, but I can never remember her in such a men's wear looking inspired look as this. And like, this is a clearly a tux, like, you know, I don't think Kate's ever worn anything like this. I can't believe Megan's already, we haven't even, we haven't even gotten married yet. She and <laughs> Harry haven't even gotten married yet. I feel like I'm part of her journey so much. That I just count myself as part of her. Oh my God, that um, Freudian <laughs> slip is so telling. Who do I want to marry there? Harry or Megan? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> she, she's already in the like quirky menswear look phase. Do you know what I mean? I feel like that kind of phase comes to me like a few years in. Right, when you use and mix things up. But Yeah, you're like you're like you're sick of the, you know, regular royal sartorial looks. And so it's time for something different. But we're already getting the kind of kooky looks. Right. But I did I actually kinda liked it. And I'm oh. I'm I'm trying to work up the confidence to wear a suit myself. So I might have to channel this. Wow, are we gonna get a redux of when you did the Whole Foods? kind of imitation i want a full can you can we please get you we'll get some tux company to sponsor us we need you to do a full recreation of that look i would love nothing more right so if alexander mcqueen or any imitators are listening what i thought was also kind of cute i don't know if it was intentional or not is kate was in sweden or norway i forget which at the same exact time also wearing alexander mcqueen but she was wearing a kind of greek goddess blush pink she she looked incredible it was flowing it looked pretty amazing all of her looks were on point although i hate to say it i feel like kate their royal tour is getting less coverage because of megan well coming out in the suit was really trying to you know you know you're going to get a flurry of press like everyone dropped immediately what they were doing to cover this i feel 
And I'm sure that it was, I don't know how well these things are planned out, but I thought it was kind of strange that it was at the exact same time. Kate's Kate's appearance and then Megan. I love this conspiracy theory that Megan and her stylist were thinking, what can we do to one-up Kate? And like ten, it was like 10 minutes after, like perfectly timed. The, the, the fumble was to me the most intriguing thing here almost. So she... I don't even know why they had her doing this, but she was like presenting some award or pre- or announcing something at this at this gala or whatever it was. And she really, whoever was presenting with her really left her in the lurch because- but Was it her in the lurch or was it him? I couldn't tell. It's hard to tell because you can't really see or hear that clearly, but there's like the most excruciating video I've ever seen. It's like this minute long video of the two of them just fumbling at the podium, trying to figure out what they're supposed to be reading. And then I guess at one point, the co-presenter says, we've got different notes. And she kind of does it. She, she did a good job, I thought. She kind of turns to the crowd and smiled at one point. Right. Harry would have kind of leaned in there with a joke. But I was like, poor girl, up on the stage in this suit. And it's just this minute-long sort of awkward dance of trying to wait to figure out who, what to read. It was just, I felt, no, I felt bad. But I love, no, I love the theory about her wanting to outshine Kate. And w- going with that conspiracy theory, I think backstage, it was Kate who actually shuffled up all those papers to throw off her co-presenter and guarantee herself press. Kate texted the co-presenter you know you, you get you get an hour coffee with me and Prince George later in the year if you just do me a little favor and accidentally lose the names. I mean it was it went on forever I felt watching it the awkwardness of her waiting on the at the podium. It was pretty excruciating. Josh so you've been paying attention to Kate out there in Norway. I saw a little video of her trying to throw a snowball at William and William just shut her down. Like not the time, not the place. Yeah. Has any, has anything else exciting happened with her? Well, one thing that was sort of interesting, this was a weird one for photo ops and things. They went to the, the Ikea headquarters where they said, I guess they told Ikea that George and Charlotte have some Ikea furniture in their bedrooms. Oh, well, that seems improbable, but maybe. <laughs> and then they had their dinner, which was with Stellan Skarsgård. And one of our listeners pointed out, which I thought was a great point, Alexander Skarsgård's dad, obviously. So there's a potential Big Little Lies connection there if Kate ended up talking to him about what his son is up to. And in a similar crossover of our interests, Alicia Vikander was also at this dinner And she just revealed in an interview, they asked, what did you talk about? She was seated next to Prince William, and she said they talked about the crown. (gasps) Did she give any more details? No. And in fact, it's kind of disappointing because I wanted to know if this was our way of deducing for certain if William and Kate have seen the crown. But you don't really get that definitively from Alicia. She says... Well, it's not like William just said, tell me about the crown. I haven't seen it. It was just 30 minutes of Alicia Vikander (laughs) recapping (laughs) recapping him. Well, she says, they asked, what did you talk about? And she said, well, I've seen the crown. It was actually the first thing my friend and I started talking about with William. Apparently, he's a Game of Thrones fan, I was told. Like, isn't that a confusing sentence? So cryptic. The first thing she started talking about was the crown. So unless the conversation was completely one-sided, 
it sounds like they somehow were able to both talk about it, in which case Williams watched it. Also, that's very bold to start out the conversation. I would I would save the crown for the end. Like, what if he didn't like it? Yeah, it's like a touchy subject. It's like his grandmother. And also, apparently, he's a Game of Thrones fan. I was told by who? By him or someone else? I feel like she was being coy. And then she also adds this little anecdote, if you wanted a sense of what it's like to go to one of these formal galas with William and Kate. She says, I was sitting there looking around me. I guess that you were supposed to wait to eat, but I was very hungry. Normally, if you're more than 10 people, you're allowed to start eating, but nobody else did, so I held back. I didn't even have a sip of water because I thought, no, I'll just wait. So she was not loving the protocol. Oh my God. I thought you were going to say she just dug in. (laughs) It sort of sounds like she really wanted to, but had to hold back. She had a tough time of it. (laughs) Was Michael Fassbender there? No, unfortunately, because I feel like him... Oh, no, I guess Harry wasn't there. Don't you feel like him and Harry have a faint resemblance? Yes. Yes, I do. I feel like you weren't weren't willing to go out with me on that journey, but I think you you saw it. You see it. No, I was just thinking, so William got to sit next to, like, the hot Alicia Vikander, like Angelina Jolie's Tomb Raider successor, and who was Kate with? Stellan Skarsgård? (laughs) Like, that does not seem like a fair exchange. I was wondering, uh, it's funny you should say that. I had the same thought. How did the Vikander William seating arrangement? It reminded me of, you know what? It's reminiscent of Julie in The Crown. Remember when Prince Philip wants to make sure he sits next to Jackie Kennedy and the queen has to say, uh, I think she gets like annoyed, right? Or right. she lets him do it, but she's not thrilled. I wonder if William put in a special request for Vikander. Oh my gosh. Well, I hope that Kate at least got some season two Big Little Lies teasers out of Stellan. Oh God. Meanwhile, she's just like the elderly Skarsgård. Okay, but speaking of Megan, as we always are, speaking of Megan should be like redundancy on this podcast. Let's talk about Catherine Heigl, which we have not probably ever had to talk about her, but she is coming in in a big way this week because she is replacing Megan. Well, okay, not technically replacing, but she's joining Suits, which Megan has left. Julie, what is your feeling about this? This is such an interesting, unexpected uh, just development. And also think back eight years ago when was Catherine Heigl on the Vanity Fair cover I'm just thinking how the stars have like how how her star has plummeted down here and like Meghan Markle who eight years ago was on suits or deal or no deal is suddenly marrying the prince it's true this is such a seesaw pendulum kind of dynamic so Heigl was on the cover of Vanity Fair in 2008 so about 10 years ago and now Megan and Kate Catherine Heigl have both I think they're they I feel confident saying they're the only two people in history to both have been on the cover of Vanity Fair and to have appeared on suits, which is crazy that there are two people who fit that description. Uh I feel though yeah, I think my predominant emotion is just I feel bad for Catherine Heigl. She twenty seven dresses, uh that Gerard Butler movie, she was, you know, obviously knocked up. She had it all going. She really did. I love how they described her character, though. Samantha Wheeler, a talented new partner at Pierce Inspector Lit, who challenges the status quo and will either become the firm's greatest ally or most powerful enemy. Josh. And I'm, and I'm obsessed with her Instagram comment, which I just saw You today. have to read this. So 
so it, it's like the most you would think that she just got cast as um in big little lies from the way she's writing this it says which by the way she should put herself in the running for that i feel like she could fit in there uh it says just got lit up for anyone who doesn't know what that means start binging suits asap suits is hashtag and the lit is l-i-t-t i guess that's the name of the firm which Julie and I didn't even know for as people who have talked about suits for a year. Okay. I could not be more excited to be joining the cast and crew of one of my all time favorite shows. I I'm kind of a creepy fan girl. I hope I don't make it weird on set. Lots of emojis happening there. Anywho, it's going to be so much fun all in caps. Plus I get to team back up with one of my all time favorite actors and people, Mr. Dulé Hill. I mean, could life get any better? Oh, and this show turns actresses into princesses. Neat. So keep an eye out for my royal wedding announcement next year. Just kidding. I already married my... This is like the roller coaster of this Instagram caption. is like, I, you have to buckle your seatbelt. I already married my prince, Josh B. Kelly. It's like so much happening here. Big, big thank you to Suits and everyone involved for giving me the opportunity to come play and sorry in advance if shit gets weird. (laughs) I don't know what to make of that ending. Then a link to her deadline article. This really is a roller coaster. (laughs) I mean, the reference to Megan, I was shocked that she went there, but I guess why not? I mean, I guess now I'm more likely to watch after after having read this comment than oh, wow. before. So she, so she so she won you over. Well, just the unpredictable factor here. Like, I, what is going on? What time of day did she post this? Was this after a couple of glasses of red wine? I mean, what do we think Megan thinks of it? I guess Megan probably doesn't even. You think Megan's like looking at Deadline.com now that she's about to marry Prince Harry? I feel like some courtier came to her with this announcement, and she was like, "Why would I want to see that? Burn that? No, like, I don't know. She. This is so far off her radar. This is in the past. No one's allowed to speak of suits. Yeah, suits doesn't exist. But I also do kind of feel like maybe this will give Catherine Heigl the magic she needs. Right. If if it can do it for Megan, I mean. So speaking of the television world of basic cable, we also just found out who are Megan and Harry in the Lifetime movie that we talked we've talked about a bit are because they just got cast today. Yes, and I I have to say this actress who they picked to play Megan is it's uncanny. It is uncanny. I I saw the press release and they I don't know if they just picked a particularly great image. Oh, wow. This Julie embedded an Instagram when she wrote this up, and she looks a lot like Megan. Right. Her name is Parisa Fitzhenley. And now, and she's getting the role of a lifetime, Megan Markle. Really, really the role of a lifetime. This is just like, it's. there's been no love story, no romance in real life that has been more suited for the TV movie treatment. She was in, Je- it looks like, I'm looking at your thing, she's in Jessica Jones and Luke Cage. And she played a quirky, free-spirited witch on NBC's Supernatural Drama Midnight Texas. I also played a quirky, free-spirited witch in my day-to-day life. I have to say, she looks a lot like Megan. I don't think this Harry looks a lot like Harry at all. No, it's interesting they picked him because he only has two little credits to his name. He hasn't done a lot of work before. He is very handsome, though, I have to say. He looks a little bit... Tell me if I'm totally off base here, like younger Prince William. 
He does have. He's gonna have to dye his hair. I think. I think he's that's the have to big. Dye his hair red. Right. He looks like James Vanderbeek a little. Josh and I are hoping we get to visit the set of this movie. Um, we should really be embedded there, like <laughs> just <laughs> write the book about the experience. I'm first of all very insulted that our applications to play Megan and Harry were not looked at or taken seriously. But I will look past that when I visit the set. What do you think? How do you prep to play Meghan Markle? If you were cast, like, what would you do? I guess I'd go back and read all the TIG entries. Go back and read all the TIG entries. I would try to track down, like, all those angry ex-friends of hers that have spoken to the Daily Mail, maybe get some more video footage. Mm -hmm. I would go back and watch her two TV movies, which, again, if you don't recall, Meghan herself, making this even more insane, starred in two TV movies about improbable romances. The last one that aired on Hallmark aired... what was it called it's called uh the dater's handbook i think and it aired in 2016 guys the same year she met harry yes it's that recent yes like i don't know maybe they filmed it in like 2012 and it had just you know been sitting gathering dust somewhere but it aired in 2016 isn't that crazy so basically i think the if we've taught you anything it's the wall of us to try to get on a lifetime movie and your truth will be actualized and you need a goops psychic in your life. Right. I mean, in like the dater's handbook, looking at the plot, Markle played a successful businesswoman who appears unsuccessful in her personal life and decides to try the dater's handbook at her sister's encouragement and date several guys to test the process. At that point in time, you know, she was a somewhat successful businesswoman. She was on suits. She had the TIG and she really yeah. made this her destiny. I can't believe someone's playing her. I know it's like, it's just sort of setting into me now looking at this girl's Instagram. Life comes at you fast. I wonder if the, I wonder if they'll meet. I feel like I wouldn't put it past Megan. Megan, maybe Megan will reach out to this girl. Do you think? I feel like this girl is already like Megan's type of gal. She, she posted one of her most recent Instagrams is just like a close up of her tea and it says tea time. And then she has one of some flowers. She has a little bit of a lifestyle blogger vibe to her. I support this casting. I'm excited to see how it turns out. I love it, too. Uh, All right. Well, we'll be keeping our eye carefully on that. Right. But I think that's it for the episode. We got so many great feedback and comments this week. So thank you guys for that. Yeah. Thank you so so much for everything. A lot of talk about, I feel like, Megan's suit look and the Kate Ikea trip. All right. Well, that does it for this week's episode of In the Limelight. Thank you guys so much for listening. Let us know what you think. Rate, review us on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. Also, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at In the Limelight. You can also follow us individually. I'm at Julie W. Miller. And I'm at Jay Duboff. We also are on Instagram at In the Limelight Pod. Uh, This episode was edited and produced by Danielle Roth. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. Until then, no no bad bad energy. energy.